Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast Supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. This is the Soho Radio Podcast, showcasing some of the best broadcasts from our online radio station, right from the heart of Soho, London. Across our music and culture channels, we have a wide range of shows covering every genre, along with chat shows, discussions and special broadcasts. Here is just one of our recent shows. To catch the full show, head to our Mixcloud page or listen live at SohoRadioLondon.com. That was Lament for Emmett Till, a song written by Alani, who I'll be speaking to shortly, produced by Adrian Young from uh, an American composer and producer and musician. You're listening to the eighth episode of Hashtag Speak Up Thursday with Lumsey Hate Racism on SohoRadioLondon.com. Thank you for listening. If you want to listen to the past episodes, do go to SohoRadioLondon.com or Mixcloud and uh, put us in the search bar. You'll find us. Had some great guests in the past, and I'm really excited to speak to today's guest, not because I know her and love her, but because uh, I love that song. And I had originally heard the stripped-down version, where it's just Alani and a guitar, and it really put things in perspective in this moment of history when when there's so much uh, police brutality and overt racism happening. Um, it put things in perspective because it's like, oh my gosh, I'm at Till, like, there was never any justice there. We're going back many, many years. And I thought it was not uh, not just brave, but I, th- I thought it was a very poignant and cutting idea to put a song out like this right now because it really, it really shows that we're not dealing with something that's new. And um, that version of the track is cool to listen to because I know Alani's voice as this very stripped back and pure thing and i've listened to a lot of music and it's very minimal so to hear a track that's that's produced in that way was was really cool so i'm happy to happy to have her down and she's gonna after we speak about this tune she's gonna school me in some music that i did not grow up listening to uh, and it's very much very much london which is it's, so today's gonna be a lover's rock special musically programmed by alani um alani thanks for joining me <laughs> hello good afternoon so let's firstly let's talk about this tune um at, w- at what point did you decide to dive into this tune? Well, <laughs> I actually wrote the song six years ago, and I did it when I discovered this uh, poem called Lament for Emmett Till. Um, and it was written by Claudia Jones, who's the woman who started the Notting Hill Carnival, a Trinidadian originally, and she went to the States and was very much involved in the, you know, she's heavily into activism, and she wrote this poem at the time of Emmett Till's brutal murder. And um, I was doing some research on her six years ago, and I found, I just stumbled across this poem, and it just hit me instantly. And the rhythm of it just indicated a song, and I just sung a melody with it, and it worked. And I went into the studio, like maybe a few weeks later, and I tried to put it down, and I could only do one version. And it took me six years (laughs) to, be able to just sing it you know because the emotional attachment yeah even now i'm talking about it my stomach is like fluttering and it's it's just so grotesque and um i don't sing for for candy you know so um yeah it it was hard so at the beginning of the year 
Well, actually, last year I started to just process in my head and just go like, you have to start getting, it's time to do it. And I was uh, putting together a more kind of orchestra-led album, starting to compose that and score that. And this, I put this song on the playlist to kind of, I was like, should I redo it? Should I take the original stems and and just add the orchestration? Because I captured something and I will never be able to redo that. So, so then um, I... Yeah, March, I had some meetings with Amazon whilst I was in the States, and I was like, would you like to get involved in this? Because it's not just a song, it's a it's a protest, it's a petition, it's a whole thing. And then, of course, the world changed <laughs> since March, and then I was left with absolutely no fucking choice but just to <laughs> sing this song. And to get there, I was literally on the floor sometimes at 2 o'clock in the morning, just in pain. I had to watch, I put off watching all of the documentaries, but I knew I had to go and do my research just to be able to place myself well. And I had to do it with my mum. You know, I was there with my... I didn't say to her literally... Because you were... You say you had to do it with your mum because you wanted to do it with your mum or because you were locked down with your mum? Well, locked down with my mum. I was plaiting her hair at the time, but I knew... I took that moment to educate her her and myself. But I knew also when I was watching it, it I needed my mother's comfort. And even recently, we shot a video for the Adrian Young version and my mum was there. And I have a moment where I have to do something that resembles lynching myself... And I was, oh, I'm going to start. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I was like strangling myself. And I just thought, imagine, like you can commit suicide and you can inflict that upon yourself. And that's a person's choice to do that in a way. But to have someone do that to you. Mm. And um, I just fell on the floor and everyone just left me. I just had to get it out of me. And then I had to go and retouch my makeup. And my mom was by my side. And she just said, you've come this far. That's all I needed. It's like, it's not even about me, but. I'm a vessel for this. And she just said, you've come this far. That's it. And I just, I have to continue. Whatever this is, I'm not a martyr. I'm not trying to, you know, I'm not trying to put myself into any kind of like leadership role, but I just need to speak my truth. And I'm a black person. That's all the truth I need to say right now. And I'm just bored and I'm tired of living a certain life. Mm. It's, it's an incredibly, I mean, it's an incredibly powerful performance and it's it takes you know it, it's i think it's courageous of you to to kind of face that in a performance of a song um well not just the writing of a song but like like you said when 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 the music becomes so phys- you become so physically reactive to the act of doing it that that's incredibly deep and i think one thing that i took like i said at the beginning when i heard this song and then you know, it was right around the time of everybody witnessing, you know, modern day lynching on TV, on the internet, all over the place. And, you know, I do think the George Floyd moment uh, did change the world. Uh, as did Emmett Till. Yes, and that's and what it's I thought. Reflect, it's, we have to, the reason why for me it's so poignant is because like you said at the top, it's, we're still here, we're still there. Nothing's really changed. So to just reflect on it and just have a little pause and go, oh, hold on. No justice has been served on right. this kid. <laughs> so like, where, where, what happened to his killers? What happened to the woman that accused him? And, and, then, and then it's nothing. And he's and still alive, you know, and they, uh, it's been 125 years of trying to outlaw lynching. And only in February this year, they it got to Congress and four people still voted against outlawing and making it a federal crime to lynch someone. <laughs> Yeah, it's it's, it's, it's <laughs> like yeah. motherfuckers. Do you know what time it is? Yeah. And if you don't, time to just read up and get on the program. 
and we all have to start moving together. This isn't about, it's, it is very yes, no right now, but it isn't about like trying to break down into our little, little groups and find safety. This is unity time. This is unity. This is just like, are you in agreement or are you against it? Yes, no. Mm. Yes, no. Come along. I don't care what fucking color you are. I don't care what creed, religion, whatever. Just yes, no. Yes, no. And underneath that falls everything. Everything we're trying to fight with is, it's with your gender, sexuality, whatever. It's all going to, it will all fall nicely into place once we deal with this major, major Mm. (laughs) issue. I just feel sometimes I'm like, why do I even have to be talking about this? Yeah. <laughs> and I suppose the, the, the answer to that is, is looking at, at, you know, past heroes. I know a hero of yours and a hero of mine is James Baldwin. And yes. I know that you, you, you spearheaded a massive petition to save his house in France. Um, and, and I guess the answer to the question is that is just out of respect of the, those before us. Um, yeah, we have to, we have to praise the ancestors. We have to take strength from the ancestors. So uh, yeah, thank you for thank you for making that song. Um, I love both versions, and thank you for coming on today. And I'll put the links to the video and the uh, the petition in the show description of this. If you if you listen not listening to this live, uh, but now please school me on something a little bit more fun and positive yes. because I don't <laughs> know about Lovers Rock at all, and all this all this music that you put in today is all new to my ears. So please do Kids. tell me. Tell me a bit about what Lover's Rock means to you and this first track by Carol Thompson. Well, I grew up on Lover's Rock. Um, well, my, from my, like my dad is a, was a reggae bass player. And so I would listen to him playing reggae and then I would go to school and sing Phantom of the Opera or something. <laughs> so it was a really um, wide, vast kind of musical diet that I had. But yeah, this Carol Thompson for me, when I sing along to her, she's so much in my vocal identity. Um, it, it's not even like I'm trying to copy her, but I, I just, my voice expression and everything, I just feel really safe in her voice. I know where she's gonna breathe. I know the, exp- you know, it's just, there's a, there's just something I feel really safe in. And I still have like my, the da- my dad's, uh, copy of this album with all the scratches all the dents the 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 sleeve is all just torn apart but it's and I still listen to it I put a penny on the on the stylus just to weigh it down a bit <laughs> because it's so messed up but um yeah I love this this album and this song and yeah so it's Carol Thompson and it's hopelessly in love and it's uh, it's a beautiful love song That was Living in Love by Phyllis Dillon. And before that was Caught You in a Lie by Louisa Mark. Tell me about these artists and these songs. Well, Louisa Mark, she's a, a Grenadian. That's, that's the heritage that I share with her. And um, the the guys who used to produce her, they're from a band called Zabandis at the Charles family, really musical family. And um, I've been lucky enough to have them in my life and they've really guided me and and helped me to kind of navigate my way through reggae in as an artist myself. And maybe a few years ago, we tried to do some projects. I had some, I've still got a Lover's Rock album in me that's that even maybe two weeks ago, I was trying to write this song and this song came out and it's, 
I'm so excited for this song because I feel like I finally reached a point where it makes sense. And when I tried to do this project before with them, like my phrasing wasn't right because I hadn't experimented yet with my jazz and and learn my freedom, you know? So maybe I was being too kind of fixed or I wasn't getting it right. But now I'm like, no, no, this is how I sing. And it fits in perfectly with the reggae. And also these guys are unfortunately at a point in their life where they're just dropping off. So I'm, I've like reconnected with a mad professor who's Neil Fraser, who's a, who's a legend in lovers rock and reggae, London based and London musician, artist, producer. He has a record label. He's been very independent and always at the front of it. And uh, there's Dennis Bovell as well, who's a, another legend. So I'm, I'm, I'm wanting to, now I'm in London. I'm back in London after being in Paris for like five years doing my Paris stint. But um, it's all kind of just gravitating towards me. And I'm really happy to be able to find this massive big part of my identity, which is london reggae <laughs> yeah to, your dad was london reggae bass player i mean i'll say like i feel like i kind of discovered reggae when i moved here i mean i had seen some pretty deep reggae gigs growing up in arizona and like when i was 18 or 19 i was in a s small club where the the marley's kids played but it was okay. like it was uh julian steven and Kaimani and like a huge band in the packed room of like just a hundred people really small and it was four hours and I was like whoa this is crazy this is right and I thought and it was really intimate and so I thought like that's when I got it but it wasn't it was like it was when I came to London and I ended like I'd been in London for like three days and turned up to Naughty Hill Carnival and didn't know what it was and ended up in the sound system I was like oh I think I kind of get it now and every time I hear the, these kind of older um these older records and the shout out to the Heritage Inn and Crickwood, which isn't around anymore. They used to do like all vinyl nights, all vinyl reggae and um, Jamaican DJs would come down and really like, it's really deep in London. It's, yeah. it, it's, it's so deep. It's deep. I mean, it's, a, it's this, I, I just, because I love harmonies. So I'm mm. always, I'm very much into that. It, the turning point of like the rock steady mixing with soul that influence in Jamaica, which then, as the immigrants came over here in the Windrush in the 50s and 60s, and then it turned into, in the 70s, it then started to be even more influenced by soul and the female singers were, it's, it's just yeah, like, I mean, and I, it's so London, because it only happened because of the immigration. Yeah. And then you have this form of music that it, it gets, it gets kind of put into the whole reggae thing, but it's so distinctive to London. Yeah. Because it, I was saying to you earlier, like I have uh, an old uh, white Irish gay friend and we were talking in the park yesterday, just like, he was like, yeah, I love Carol Thompson. I've got the same album too. And he was, he was punk at that point, but it was seeping over, man, because it was just tasty love music. It's yeah. just love. It's free and it's... Uh, and it it's is captivating. And, and reggae isn't just one thing. I mean, that's what that's what I learned when I came here. I mean, I naively just thought of it as like a couple of records. It's Bob Marley. That's all yeah, it is. Peter like, Tosh, maybe. I I used to have dreadlocks. Like, and and I when I used to say to people, "Oh, I do music." Oh, do you do reggae? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. I just yeah. I got to the point. Be like, yeah, I do. I do. So I, do I, yeah. I do. I do reggae. <laughs> um, all right. Well, let's let's get into. Uh, we're gonna play "Breaking Up" by Alton Ellis. Um, you want to intro the track? 
I think you've just done it. I love alternatives. So <laughs> okay, fine. <laughs> yeah. yeah. so you can do it. No, no, I'm <laughs> going to do it. I'm a control freak. It's me. <laughs> this is all else. Um, yeah. Oh, it just the crackle when you listen to his songs on vinyl and there's the crackle and his there's like dance crasher, which I just I could listen to that song over and over again. But this one, the breaking up, I guess maybe I was feeling a bit melancholy. But yeah, he's a he's a Trojan. <laughs> That was My Satisfaction by John Holt. Before that, you had Set Me Free by Ken Booth. Is there anything you wanted to, to talk about when it comes to those artists or those songs? Um, John Holt is like one of my mom's favorites. Um, and uh, that's, that particular song, that Satisfaction song, I, I could listen to that on repeat. It's just like men always write, for me, write the best love songs. And the chorus just, you're the one who gives me satisfaction, fill my heart with love. Like, so simple. And just, like, you can't say it any more straight than that. You fill my heart with love. It's done. Um, and I love the harmonies in, in, in that song. If that Reggae has played a big part in, in my in my harmony understanding, which I guess comes from like a, the doo-wop and soul thing, but my connection was reggae. That's And when I, going back to the song that I wrote recently, just, I did a version with it. I was working with uh, Felix Howard, who I'd written a song called Differently with, who we're gonna play like the original version in a bit. Um, I went back and did some more writing with him a few weeks ago and we started because he's written with like Lana Del Rey and Amy Winehouse and stuff. And we were going down a route with the song, working with also a, a, a producer that, 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 what's his name? Paul Sims, I think his name is. But we're just playing around experimenting and I was like, it's a reggae song. And he was like, what? It had some Rufus Wainwright kind of sample thing in that at the time just as a, a guide reference. I'm like, no, it's reggae. Listen, da, da, don't get away. And I was just so I sang. I delivered it in reggae, and then I went to the old reggae guys uh, from Zabandis. One of the his, his name's Tunga Charles, and I he also did the differently tune that I worked on with Felix. And I was like, hey, hey, just drop this, drop some chords on this. Just let me sing along and let me get the root of it. And as soon as he played it, we were in. We did he did we did one quick round, then we did another one. I just recorded it. Like that's it. That's that's the song for me. And I um, I don't know what my point was with this, but <laughs> I, it came back to me. <laughs> oh my gosh, what's she doing? But just another note I want to make, because I'm all over the place. I'm very excited. It's a Monday. I'm it. off. I'm off. I'm off. It. It's the sun's out <laughs> and I'm off. I've got my cup of tea, got my pomegranate and raspberry and I'm off. Um, there's a film that's uh, just been released in the States by Steve McQueen called Lover's Rock. And my dear friend Corte Newland wrote wrote with him on this project. Um, I think it's coming out on Netflix in a few months, but for now it's on Prime. I think something. Looking, I'm not looking sure. forward to seeing that. Yeah, and it, it you know it's depicting exactly that era of uh, of London where there was a lot of animosity, a lot of you know people were not happy with these brown people living amongst them, and and. Uh, I really can't wait to see this film. I've seen the trailers and stuff, but it's um, 
it's that time of reckoning in in the sense of we have a history here too and as in black people have a history in the uk that has been kind of ignored and washed over and good and bad history we want all of it out on the table so everyone can see it and that scar moment that punk and reggae moment and we must use music to unite us and reflect we can id this thing all the way through the cultures and through time if we just keep on reflecting how music has influenced all of us and where we take our guidance from and uh that's why for me right now if you're white and you're doing music i don't give a fuck if you're doing you know some death metal or something. We've all been influenced by something else. Speak out, speak out. Talk about your your musical tastes and and uh, and even if you don't even have any black friends or whatever, we've all been touched by other cultures in some way. You know, you may love to eat Italian food, but you've never been to Italy. It's the same kind of thing. We all have to start appreciating and seeing how much diversity and understanding and inclusivity inclu oh, oh. inclusivity i think that was it that's the word i was trying to get out of my my dry mouth <laughs> Hold no. on. on that note i'm gonna take a little yeah no it's it I, I think you hit the nail on the head uh that's brilliant we're gonna play uh a little way different yeah <laughs> we're gonna just <laughs> just because you spoke about it let's go That was Dennis Brown with uh, Silhouettes. Beautiful tune. You want to speak to Dennis Brown real quick? You got like, you 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 gave the men a shout out on this one. You did. You, we 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 had Dennis, John, Ken, Alton. Yeah, I couldn't uh, just go female. I yeah, had to give yeah, the men. Well, like I said, men write the best love songs. They write the best when it's when like the Dennis Brown one. Late last night. So your face just okay. I can't remember all the lyrics, but he's talking about like two people in the window holding each other and how beautiful their silhouette is, you know. And my friend sent me this on, over the weekend, and I've got like a little video of us. Uh, I was trying to make a. I love doing silhouetted videos because I don't want to be seen. So I used him as a guinea pig. <laughs> to to I was in my apartment in Paris. I was like, okay, there's there's some shadow. Stand here, pretend to kiss me. Don't really kiss me. Pretend to kiss me. I'm like, coming closer, coming closer. But yeah, no. <laughs> so I sent him this. He sent me the silhouette tune, and I sent him this video. Like, yeah, remember this. Uh, I do love I do love your song Cherry Blossom. I believe this is a silhouette video. Yeah, the, all yeah, of yeah. the silhouette I, videos because yeah. I don't want to be. <laughs> <laughs> don't look at me. Don't look. Don't look at me. Just listen. Uh, thank you for coming on today. It's been it's been fun, and it's really it's really cool for me to listen to this music. Um, I commend you for your for lament uh, lament for Emmett Till. I will put the links in the bio. Yeah. You be able to sign click the petition. The, sign the petition. Listen to the tune. Maybe even buy it. Um, also, um, you know, I think we're gonna end the we're gonna end the show like paying some tribute to a legend who we've just recently lost. Yeah. Toots from Toots and the Maytals. Uh, did Did you grow up listening to Toots? Of course. Yeah. Um, it, it was the, the beautiful thing with music. Like you can grow up listening to it, and then you have you own it yourself. You get another period where you may go back to the song. And you're like, oh yeah. I've, I, my dad used to play this when I was like two, and I remembered this bit. And so when I was in my twenties, 
um, I went quite into punk and then I guess and, and Scar and stuff. And then I came back out and I was I was on the road with, with Blur and they've got a close connection with kind of like The Clash and Toots. I think we did maybe, it was maybe like a Jules Holland or something and Toots and the Maytals were there. And it was just like, oh my God, I like, wow. And it was, yeah, it was one of those moments. And I think then I, I think Damon gave me a, a greatest hits or something and I just killed it. It's, it's all scratched up <laughs> and and yeah so then it became mine you know before it was like something from my childhood and then i kind of was the was in. the blur tour like your first tour tour it's my first like world tour and i was way too young for that for amount of hedonism yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> i got scared and left halfway through <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah but i learned a lot i learned a lot i learned a lot about myself about music about watch like watching Damon on stage I still kind of will embrace his his uh spirit let's say I still have a vision of myself I want to like do a uh, crowd surf thing one as day. a front as a front oh, no, I've done it once actually I have done it once in at a festival I think it was in Belgium but I just did it because everyone allowed me to do it. it's not the music like I want to do it in the music I want to be able yeah, to yeah. be like so this project I have with Adrian Young I've already worked out my staging. That's how anal and perfectionist I am. I've right. already practiced. The songs aren't even finished yet, but I already know at which point I'll be jumping into the audience. I love it. I love it. <laughs> See the future. I love it. I do love it. Well, uh, what what better way to end the show? Um, thank you. You've been listening to um, Hashtag Speak Up Thursday show. Love music, hate racism on SohoRadioLondon.com. Thank you again, Alani. Thank you. Can we dance now? Let's do it. Let's go. Sing it up. Then you will get no hurt, miss.